to the Jackson Cloud. Uh, we have just kind of finished a series on spiritual gifts, supernatural perspectives of the Bible, and more. And now we're going to kind of see if there's any questions on the table that we might want to ask. If you have questions, feel free to ask them below on these kinds of topics, and we'll be happy to answer it. But uh, for now, let's just kind of take a look at some questions. You guys have heard me talk a lot the last few weeks. Has there been anything on any gift or supernatural perspective of the Bible that that you have that you might ask that they'd be like, yeah. All right, how is the walking on water training going? Oh, so that's not really a Bible question. <laughs> we talked in one episode about if I could walk or if I tried to walk on water. I have not. And I can tell you even without trying it that it didn't work. So there was one question down. What else we got? <laughs> All right. Can flying be a spiritual gift? Yes, it can. How? <laughs> In the book of Acts, there's uh, uh, that one guy. Oh, who's that evangelist? And he actually flew? Let's read the story and see what you think. <laughs> it's a very strange story in the book of Acts. Well, first off, so we can say this. My computer's playing Christmas music. Oh no! Get out of my computer. Uh, so, so, there's Philip the Evangelist in the New Testament. Philip the Evangelist goes to, he's following the Holy Spirit who leads him to a eunuch to minister to this guy. This is actually like, so the book of Acts is huge on the theme of reaching beyond the Jews to go reach more people. And I love that the book of Acts starts with the Holy Spirit sending an evangelist to intentionally reach an Ethiopian eunuch who has been following God, even though he's kind of on the outside. He's on the outside uh, in, in ways including like his social standing as a eunuch. He may not even be allowed in temples because of his um, eunuchness. <laughs> I don't know what the word would be. Um, but like, let's just say that as far as doing faith and, and ministry, this guy is like a very messy kind of character. So in our churches today, there's lots of messes where it's like, oh, we're unsure about you know, when we're outreaching to, into these kind of messy areas, that's exactly where the book of Acts starts. It's like, go minister to into the mess. So he's sent to a eunuch to go um, tell him about Jesus. The eunuch gets saved. And then Philip the evangelist just vanishes. <laughs> and so wait, he teleports? He doesn't necessarily fly? Well, I don't know. He, he's, uh, he's whisked away. Something like that. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go toward the south. And then he does that. And then the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. And then he goes and he ministers to him. And then the eunuch's like, uh, baptize me. So they go and baptize him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. <laughs> so it was a teleport, not a fly. He was carried away. I don't know. So, uh, you know, I've read commentaries that are like, nah, that's not what they meant. They just meant he left. I'm like, mm, author did a real bad job at stating that, you know, <laughs> like, uh, it, it, 
it seems like he was like here's the way that appears in my mind if this isn't the way that it happened it appears in my mind like this the guy baptizes him right lets him go and then runs onto the beach to hide behind a tree so it looks like <laughs> which of course you can't run in water so it's like <laughs> Get on the beach, hide behind the tree like a like he's a ninja or something. Yeah, when he gets out, he'll think that I just like I'm gone, you know. Like <laughs> that's that's one way we could perceive it, or we could just say that he went on his way. Or I think the way that this is written leads us kind of to the path to believe something crazy happened here that didn't make sense. Maybe teleportation, maybe flying away. I don't know. The Old Testament has those stories too, where prophets seem to be flying. Now, those may be out-of-body experiences in the Old Testament. I don't know. Uh, the, the language gets kind of blurry. So what sometimes. you're saying is there could be a spiritual Superman. No. No? I'm not seeing a lot of evidence here for the spiritual gift of flight, Shaman. He asked, is there anything in the Bible about flight? I'm not calling this a spiritual gift. I'm saying is flying by the power of the Holy Spirit a possibility? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we'll just put it under um, signs and wonders. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's fine. But that's still within our context of weird things happening. Philip the Evangelist goes around evangelizing, and this is either phrased very badly or something happened. Is it possible for someone who is saved to have a spiritual gift and then leave the faith and still have the spiritual gift? I think that's also a good question. So, I guess... Here's one story we've already shared on the cloud that maybe we could go this route. There was that guy in that video, Furious Love. Um, he's at a New Age festival. He practices New Age. And he's well aware of what a vision is, right? Mm -hmm. And then these evangelists come in. They pray with him. He gets saved. But they don't know that yet. They're like, all right, we're going to pray with you so that you receive Christ. And he's like, I just did it. They're like, what? He's like... Yeah, this man on a white horse is just <laughs> had a vision of a man on a white horse. So, like, that would be an example. People, Some people would look at him and say he had spiritual gifts. I would say not necessarily. I would say that he was aware of how the spiritual realm worked, had maybe created a kind of false giftedness within that, and the Holy Spirit redeemed that gift for in a new kind of visionary way. You know, like the Holy Spirit sweeps in to a guy who already knows what a vision is, gives him a vision of God, and now has kind of redeemed that gift for good. So that's where we, that's where it gets confusing, right? Because on one end, we're like, but he seemed to already have the gifting. And then on the other end, we're like, but the Holy Spirit then came in and gave the gifting. So how do we understand what happened right there? Uh, but like, there are people in the occult with supernatural power. It's just not grounded in the Holy Spirit. So we would almost call that like a diabolical kind of spiritual gifting or like a false spiritual gifting. So a demonic gifting? Yeah, it, 
yeah, because there's plenty within like the occult and the demonic world that is actually real. It's not always false in the sense that it's uh, fake. Actually, the Bible itself speaks about occultic type ways, uh, not as though it is fraudulent or faked or anything like that. It talks about it as like, this is a very real thing that is not meant for humanity, is not good, is how you dwell with false spirits in the realm of the dead and you need to stay away from it. The Bible doesn't care about like your, if it was make-believe, do you think God's gonna be like, oh, that's a big, big no-no, you can die for that. <laughs> no, but rather like, no, that's serious offense to me. That's that's leaving that's leaving me for false spirits. The Bible looks at it as, as cheating on God. So yes, there is supernatural power on the dark side of things. Um, and so I think- There is a dark side of the force. It's not the force. There is, there is spiritual power in the dark side of stuff too. And therefore you kind of have like dark spiritual gifting. Uh, in Acts, Paul runs into a girl who's got, she's a fortune teller. And uh, she's annoying Paul so much as she follows her, follows him around that he tells a demon to come out of her and now she can't tell fortunes anymore. So like there you see the direct correlation. This girl had a dark spiritual gift that was then taken out of her in, an, in a deliverance ministry. So can people have spiritual gifts without the Holy Spirit? I think we could probably say kind of, but it wouldn't be a Holy Spirit spiritual gift. I'm also thinking out loud in front of you guys in this video. So like, take this with a grain of salt. I'm just thinking it over. I remember I was at a church service once, Pentecostal service, when the pastor just like said something about someone having a gift before they were saved. And they just said it so point blank that I remember sitting there like, what? <laughs> like, how can, no, the whole, if the Holy Spirit gives gifts, like, like she was operating in a prophetic gifting before knowing it. I was like, how would she have prophetic gifting if she doesn't have the Holy Spirit? So like, in my mind, it would be something that God has to redeem. And then he would have to choose if he's going to extend that same gift on the good side of things. Does that help or does that just seem blurry? And it's confusing? pretty cloudy, but yeah. I think I understand. Dan, what you're saying. Yeah, it's hard to, to say. Well, it is the Jackson Cloud. Ah. So if I was to condense my answer, I would say this. No, you can't have a Holy Spirit spiritual gift before you have accepted the Holy Spirit. But yes, you can operate in false supernatural ways and maybe the Holy Spirit would redeem those for good when you got saved. Just like that man who knew what a vision was and then the Holy Spirit extended to him the gift of visions within Christianity. All right, another fun clear. question. A little clear. What would be considered dark spiritual gifts in your mind? Well, I think a dark spiritual dark. gift would be anything given to you by not the Holy Spirit. Right, but I mean, what would what do those manifest as? Well, I think we already kind of mentioned fortune telling. Fortune telling. That definitely would be one. 
Yeah, I mean, within the Bible, it would be witchcraft, which would be usually the work with drugs to try to make things happen. We talked about this on the 1208-Bit Nerd Church podcast, which is part of the Jackson Cloud. We had an episode on zombies. Uh, <laughs> because within history, historical zombies are more or less human beings who have been so drugged up that they're at the will, they're working at the will of like whoever's drugged them up, which is what prostitution is, right? Like that would be a current form in my mind of, of uh, witchcraft. You drug people up to the point that like they can't operate anymore and they give their bodies over to all kinds of things. And, and it's almost like, cause they need the next, next like hit, but the pimp won't give it to them until they've, done all these horrible things like it, it's just using drugs to get people in the state of 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 bad fruit and watching their lives fall apart so like just as historical zombies were drugged and then used to do work for people because that's just they're just doing what they're told just today like we drug people up to get them to do things as well so that, that, to me, in a sense, would be like witchcraft in today's age. Uh, so witchcraft would be, you know, using drugs to, to kind of influence things. Necromancy would be communing with the dead. Um, uh, divination is trying to receive words from the false gods. What are the other things? So, like, these are all forms of, like, mm -hmm. kind of like the spiritual gifting of the bad side of things, the occult. Uh, you do have in UFO cults today, they use all kinds of uh, spiritual techniques to get in touch with aliens, which are not aliens at all. I'm using air quotes here, you know. Right? Uh, first off, an alien would be a physical being, right? But uh, demons, the way that they market themselves to scientifically minded cults is like, Oh, I'm I'm talking in your brain, yes, but it's telepathy. I'm an alien from Venus, and and here's the real spiritual truth. And then they tell, it's interesting. UFO cults, these aliens are fine with any religion, but they hate Jesus. Like, that should be a telling sign. First off, <laughs> is, is that they're not aliens. Like they're demons pretending to be aliens. But they go on and tell all different other kinds of things. They also. MIT put out a study of the striking resemblances between um, UFO cults and satanic ritual abuse. Sorry, uh, those who claim that they've been abducted and those who have gone through satanic ritual abuse. There's all the same qualities between the two of them. So you see like, that UFO cults are living out the uh, same kind of techniques of the occult that that uh, witchcraft has been using and satanic ritual abuse has been using all throughout history. So if you want the short answer, look at the fruit. If you want to know what the spiritual, uh, if you want to know what the spiritual source is, right? Because God brings about good fruit. He does good things. Um, and they they have good points and good illustrations whereas things that dark powers are going to do is all about like wrapping you up into 
all kinds of deceit, all kinds of evil, committing evils against other people, so on and so forth. And that's hard to figure out sometimes because the Bible itself tells us that angels masquerade as, or sorry, demons masquerade as angels of light. So they try to look good. In the New Age, you have lots of spiritual beings that market themselves as angels of light. They're spirit guides. They're here to help you. They're doing good things, but they're not. They're doing all the same things that the occult has always done all the way into biblical history. So the easy way is to try to look at the fruit, but it still takes more practice than that because naturally they're trying to deceive you into thinking it's good in the first place. Can, can the person that is using the spiritual gift agree that Jesus is son of God and that he's the only way and the truth and the life and that following him is is the only he's the only one you're going to follow and that you turn aside from everything else that's a that's a huge testing point right <laughs> if they can't agree with all that a litmus test sh- yeah then you shouldn't be uh listening to them you know so that was a weird rabbit trail of all kinds of zombies and ufo cults was what i used to answer that question <laughs> um any other questions yeah, there's plenty, I'm sure, but we don't have them all right now. So if you have... I feel like I've given a lot of questions. Let's see if Olivia has any. I, I had one. Did you forget it? <laughs> no, I asked it. Oh, okay. She had one. Mm. Prior already went there. Yeah. Okay. Well, you probably have questions, too, and... With this particular Q&A episode, I don't have the questions in front of me. I'm shooting off the cuff. So forgive me if I'm not very clear or even if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to go with the flow of things here. Um, But there's lots of questions. Feel free to ask them or... Leave them on the Discord. We'll link it down below and we can continue the conversation over there. Yeah, we'd love to have more conversations there. So we're an online church and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Check us out, jacksoncloud.com. And please smash that like button. Also, comment down below if you have any questions or if you think we missed anything. Yes, <laughs> smash the like button. It's December. Why don't we jingle that like button? We just talked about the fruit of the spirit. How about we gently press the like button? Nope, still saying smash. And then you can hit that little jingle bell next to it. She wins every time. I can't get it.